questions, so let's waste no time. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to BMO Talks with the Butelezis. Um, as you can see, we have a new background. Uh, we have a... Yeah, we've moved. We've moved house, essentially. Um, we're in a new area um, with new energy, doing new things, and we're looking forward to whatever that unfolds with this um, with this new newness. Because we are all living in a new life, really. The whole lockdown, COVID-19 thing, has brought in a lot of um, newness, and we, it's, it's, it's lovely. I find it amazing that, um, I find it beautiful and amazing. So, yeah. Um, again, you know, Mr. Telezi, and yeah, we'll be chatting about an interesting um, topic because um, I wouldn't really call it, I would, yeah, I suppose I can call it grief. So, how to tackle um, a new space um, and grieving because sometimes we don't understand the feelings that we are feeling and um, and we have a feeling of loss, but we can't really define it as loss because it's not really, it's like ambiguous, like it's not really loss, but then we have experienced loss and there's a lot of change that's happening and we will be able to then name it. So I mean, I know Mr. Teles is sometimes we have different perspectives and processes of um, looking at certain um, topics and that's the beauty of having a partner is that you know there's no wrong and there's no right we actually need the balance um, of him having this perspective and i'm having a certain perspective obviously mine is very emotional and feelings wise and yana is like to the point strategic and <laughs> let's just make this i just thought let me just keep quiet i want to hear what you're gonna say about <laughs> it's very uh, precise <laughs> sometimes because I, I tend to, I never used to feel a lot. So um, it's a new, actually, it's a, it's a very new world for me to feel things out and, you know, um, work with my feminine energy a lot. So I'm, I'm honoring that and I'm enjoying it. I know as I grow into it, I will be able to then balance my masculine energy and my feminine energy nicely. Owamanje. I'm enjoying the whole feeling part because I'm not used to it. I used to, yeah, I used to just block feelings. So anyway, I have some notes and yeah. So, Mr. B, I, I've noticed um, in conversations that we are having because we don't really have interactions with people. <laughs> we see it on social media. <laughs> And with conversations with friends over WhatsApp and all different types of mediums. So what's been happening, and a lot of people are asking in a joking manner, how are, you, how are the married people doing, you know? Um, how, are the, how are the gents doing? There's no soccer to run to. There's no, you know, there's certain activities as, 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 as men you would do when you're at home. You're living your life, uh, doing men things, men cave things, if, if that exists, and, um, and you, you, do, you spend less, you usually spend time on my weekends at home, and you don't really partake a lot in the activities of the house, now you are part of the activities. Only one, Ucho or Ucho, just men? Men in general. Oh, okay. Men in general. Where was I? I was in the home. What are you talking about? Just men in general. So there's been that those those type of conversations that have been happening on social media. And I found it fascinating that um, in marriage, there's some friction because now we are just in the same space. Like, we are in the same space. Everything, the kids, us, the lovers. There's no space for you to go out there and come back. You know, usually you go for I don't know for a drive, go to work, go do some things, and then you come back, and then we talk about it. Now, like everything is happening, the roles are just intertwined. I just, 
I just, if I, yeah, the roles are just one and we, we, there is loss of that. There's a moment of missing that part of your life. What do you think? What's your, what's your perspective? Uh, I think we, on this particular episode, it, it will kind of force me to generalize a little bit and, and super project into what I think how other people are doing and, and feeling. But for the most part, if I were to speak for myself, I don't really, you know, worry about change. I obsess over being in the present moment. I've literally made it my life's work to be in the now moment. So I don't really see it as a bad or a good thing even. Um, I just see it as it's another day. It must be lived in the present. If in this day what is needed is to be at home because we are on lockdown, I, I want to cherish that and enjoy that and, and simmer myself in it because it's different from what was before. So for me, anything that is changed is good because it's, I then get to experience a different me. I think there's a, a, a diff many different sides to me and I really like the stay at home as well. I know you speak, and again, that's the superimposing that we are talking about. I know you speak of when people are in the same space and then they can start crowding each other's space. I don't really see it that way also because I think changing pace is changing pace. And I love changing pace. I, I think you know that about me. I like anything that makes us act differently, do differently, explore differently so that I'll pick up other sides of me and things that I didn't know about myself learn but it's for me it's always about having fun and you can only have fun in the moment you know mm -hmm. so for me i'm always choosing fun I, in this moment i choose all the things that make me have fun you are right that okay maybe people miss like i you know i'm into soccer so maybe i do miss soccer but i don't again i enjoy this moment for what it is i can't just be all soccerized so for me, anything that just brings in a little shake, let's do things differently. I welcome, you know, I've always lived that way because I, just, I like, you know, my space being neutral and different to whatever circumstance at the time. But that's me. That's me. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay. Um, when we're talking about personally, well, I'm, an, I'm a bit of a person that likes going out. Um, I like taking walks out in nature. I like um, going to the beach and just chilling there and doing, basically reading, doing my own inner work. So um, me being cut, I remember the first thing that I thought immediately when they we were told about the lockdown. I just saw myself not going to the beach and not <laughs> <laughs> and not being able to deal with the fact that I can't go to the beach because um, just you know and and you think like just yesterday just yesterday <laughs> I was able to then just walk just just go walk to the beach and just chill there walk around and you did um uh, and you know you didn't even value it that much you didn't value those moments of doing outside activities, not outside your yard. You're kidding me. <laughs> not outside your yard. <laughs> not outside your yard. And you'd be, yeah, wow. Yeah, sorry, the, the, the thing just told us the battery's low. Um, so just, not being able to get out besides being in the yard. So I enjoyed those activities. So I had some withdrawal symptoms, I must say. Um, I couldn't, yeah. I, I, I think, well, for me then, true to what you're saying, and maybe to add in my perspective, I enjoy those things as well, but because I enjoy them, doing something different just feels all the more sweeter. Or at least that's what I'm trying to say when I say, Sure. I also enjoy going to the beach, but it can't be the only thing that I enjoy. And if I get an opportunity, so you were telling, you were, we were discussing that um, you find, you find the sweeter moments. It's easy for you to adjust. I must say, it's, it's easier for you to adjust compared to me adjusting quickly. So I go through stages of adjusting so it just doesn't happen happen mm. 
Um, it just doesn't happen, happen. So um, I literally went through, I think that I even went through a st stage of denial where at first when it happened, <laughs> it's, it's true. When it happened in lockdown, I was like, no, this is how we can, this is, this is what we can do. And you're like, love, calm down. Like it's a new normal, like it's a new world. They just cut out events. Like there's nothing, all the things that you're used to have, they're gone. And I needed to then adjust to that. It assisted me because immediately I rushed into doing certain things. I remember immediately when lockdown happened, I did, which was, which helped me. I did um, a series of um, solar plexes, charging your water and using um, the sun to charge yourself and really and um, working on your solar plexus because what I felt at that time was I'm losing, like I feel like I was losing my power and it, it had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with me losing my power. But that's, I'm glad I honored it, you know, and that's, that's what's important is that whatever that you're feeling in that particular moment, when you honor it, then it'll, it'll bring you meaning after that, after the experience. Um, so it's easy for Mr. B to just adjust and, and I know the importance of being present. I practice that as well. It's just, it takes a bit, some time for me to adjust to the new normal. It's like, okay, um, then I will go through some processes. So that's why I'm regarding this as a process of grief then. Well, for me then, I suppose just to pick up from what you're saying, because I do agree with you when you say it's important to feel. I know there's this misconception that maybe I'm talking about not feeling. In the moment, I actually feel more than other people because I feel in the moment, if you understand what I'm trying to say. I find that people cloud the current moment because I want to have a feeling I had when I did that yesterday because it was so nice. So I want to feel that niceness again. Then you forget to feel the niceness in this moment. Or I want to feel like what I'm visualizing, dreaming of, desiring for the future. So again, the present moment is clouded by the future now. So feeling is diluted for most people. And that's why when you try to enjoy this moment, then you don't enjoy it. It's because you're comparing it with a different moment. Once there's comparison, then really I will enjoy. But because I keep it so pure, I really, really enjoy in the moment. Like I, I feel so much that some of the people that are closest to me accuse me of being a little feminine about this stuff because I know how to feel, but I feel in the present. I feel so much in the present. Then I absorb everything. Then I enjoy everything for what it is. I try my best not to cloud it with what it could be, which is future, or what it had been, which is past. Once it's in the present for me, you know, then we can really enjoy lockdown. And for other people, they say, no, but how can you enjoy? Now, I can't do this thing that I used to do. Okay, so you want, you are comparing it to another feeling that you felt before. I, I don't want to do that because I'm going to cloud this moment. What if this could be even better? I think the, the adjustment is um, comparing. Yeah. The adjustment would then be comparing because that is true. If I miss the beach, that means I'm comparing this current moment with my feeling at the beach. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I'm learning, I've been learning, I've been in the process of just allowing myself to then get to that space of like, but this is actually amazing because then it brings me to a point of being creative. Of, yes. to a point of me coming up with um, new ways of thinking about the, the same situation that freaked me out just a few moments ago, you know, because okay. um, I, and more than anything, like I said, I never used to allow myself to feel, I would just, my reaction to newness, something new would just then block it. And that was my reaction to it in the past. So currently me allowing myself to like really freak out and show it and feel it and do it. I, it, it's an amazing growth because then you're aware of your feelings at this particular time. And, and I want 
everybody to know that that's normal. Everybody reacts to situations in their own way. There is no right way of reacting to something, and there is no wrong way. If you, because um, what we do as well is point fingers. We blame people because this notion of blaming 5G, blaming uh, China for certain things. You know, blame that there's a, and that's normal for you to come to terms with certain things. Blaming something, if you can point at something and it makes you feel better, that's okay. Because you, at the end of the day, you're going to come to the stage of acceptance. How long you get to it, you're going to get to the stage of acceptance. So this is why I, I actually called it grief. And I remember when I told you about grief, you gave me a look of, yeah, grief. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yes, it's, it's really like grief. Because at first, you're in denial. And then you're angry because then you're like, hey, business, yeah. you know, because then you look at the economy of things. It's like, no, I'm, a, I'm an actual coach. I depend on interacting with people, physically with people to make my money. So I'm a tight, I'm a Qigong coach. Um, and I had started, I had more momentum, you know, the beginning of the year where I had classes and when I had certain things. And there's a lot of people, especially in events, because I'm in events who had plans of having certain events and, and certain things. I'm one of those people. And then all of a sudden that's gone. And that was, that was your, that, that was the economy. You know what I'm saying? So you freak out, oh my God, where's rent coming from? You know, like being practical, practical things. Where's this coming from? Where's the circles? With other people, they continue working they continue being employed, but the salary is cut in 50% or whatever amount. Look, I want to agree with you, but there's just parts of me that can't go there. Don't agree with me. It's okay. <laughs> there's just part of me that can't go there. And I'll, I'll tell you why. As a coach, because I'm a coach myself, mm. whenever there's a situation like this, instead of thinking of what will happen to my pocket, I actually think now I can make more money. Now people will really need a coach. I don't know. I just have that thing about this moment is the moment. Everything that I've gone through has prepared me for this moment. Whatever that I've gone through. It could be something that seems small, but for me, I always believe whatever that I've gone through has been building me up for this. Now is my time to, you know what I mean? I remember saying to Umukhele, um, Mukhele, Mukhele, the, the spiritual lecturer, because he's a close friend of mine. When we were having our conversations, I remember saying to him, you know, I even suspect that I gravitate to, towards the unknown and the, dis and, and the uncomfortable because I feel like I can shine there. I feel like I'm built for it. I feel like I'm the right kind of mindset for things that are... I learned a long time ago to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So for me, especially as an entrepreneur, I'm always putting myself out there. People call it rejection. I've never called it that. Uh, it's just somebody that gave me his answer and his opinion about my product. I'm moving on to the next person. There's like 6 billion other people in the world. Okay, they're not all in South Africa, but you know what I mean? So for me, I've not really seen it as, oh no, so now I won't get to do things like the way I was doing it and I had built up this momentum. I get that part and I get the logic of it, but I also just have this thing of saying, so that momentum was important for this. Now I have to innovate, mm. come up with solutions, do different things. So Mina, that's where I kind of, my mind gravitates towards. It's always, I'm the guy for this. What, it's a difficult situation? Call me, I'm the dude, I'll, I'll reason it out. But I get why you would also then call it grief. And I think the look that you saw about me was based more on, Kunji, I don't really, because it hit me as, Kunji, I don't really believe in grief. I don't really believe in going through the stages. You're right when you're saying it's a process of coming to terms with something new. So people go through a process process of being in denial, a process of being angry, a process of depre being depressed about it, a process of bargaining about it, trying to negotiate the situation. Can it go back to its original until they reach acceptance? Then in that regard, I do agree with you when you say maybe then my skill is in that shift happens very quickly, like lightning quick. I don't even do the anger part of it. Why be angry with a new moment? So for me, it's always like acceptance. Immediately it's, oh, so this is what's going on. I start from, you know, the basic, because I know we're all going to get. So for me, it starts with, oh, there's a lockdown, acceptance. Now, how can I maximize this here moment? How can I help the guys that I'm coaching? How can I put myself out? So for me, it's always more from, let's start from where we are going anyway. And to be totally honest with you, 
you don't just get like this. I'm, I'm a temple cat, you know this. I was trained differently. So I was, there's things that are instilled in me that allow me to see a bigger picture immediately. Whenever there's grief, that's why when you then sit with somebody for counseling, you are right when you say, but you need to allow people to go through a process mm -hmm. to find their truth, to, if they have to blame, like get it out. I get that when I'm sitting with a person and I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one and it's a counseling session. And I agree, we have to let people do their own pace and their timing. Our timelines are very different as people who are trained as temple guides. Like everything is immediate, it's in the moment. So for us, the timeline is, everything is spiritual and everything in the spiritual is immediate. You know, so there's no real time to, oh, but let me also, because then blame for me is the past. It's comparison. You compare, that's the only way you can blame. You can't blame when there's no comparison. If this moment is just this moment, I can't blame. I can't, you know, the five things we say, don't complain, don't lie, don't blame, don't crash, don't gossip, because those things take you out of the moment, you know? Um. Yes, and this is why I was saying the beauty of it is that we balance each other out. Because I believe in the process. I believe in the writing down the thing, feeling it, working it out, you know, using it, um, using that energy, the what would be perceived as negative energy. Okay. Use it to your advantage. But before you then use it to your advantage, I think um, there's, a, there's a process where you honor it and like, yeah, it's here. Give it a moment, like grief. When something dies, like your reality, it's like yesterday, this is what I was doing. This is how I was feeling. And then it's gone. You know, all of a sudden it's gone. And you give yourself a moment to then process it. And a lot, not a lot of people got training um, like you and Mujer, because you and Mujer are different with dealing with um, certain things. But, uh, almost everything you you become i remember um i remember when 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 musa passed there's a thing that got me out of the, there was a will you know a downward spiral one was going to if i had allowed if you had allowed me to go in it and i'm glad that that's why the importance of you being in my life so there's a moment where i think it was the following day after his passing and i'm like we could we shouldn't have like we shouldn't have like ah, 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 I, <laughs> I, I get it again <laughs> no it was just a regular day and that got me to really not entertain blame um because it was gonna take me already there was pain already that was going through so now when you add um the burden of of blame of of Ooh, of on top of grief, it becomes something else. It becomes a total, um, a total package, a different package, not even a total one, a different package. And you're like, I, I, I. Look, we were sitting in the house like we did three days earlier, sitting in the house doing this and this and that, living. The person said Uyolala, and that. He always says Uyolala, and then we allow him to go sleep. This particular day, this guy chose to go say to go sleep somewhere else instead of in his bed. So, and that allowed me to be like, okay, so there's no blame, there's no because I was gonna say, yo, you know, I was, I, as a mother, big million, you know, big million, you know big I neglected my moment of, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's certain things you can't do. You know, and that shifted um, that there's a whole um, that shifted my perspective of dealing with that process. Of, so I was then able to then deal with the grief of losing my son instead of putting something else on top of that because there was no need for me to put. So this process of that's why I'm saying if people want to blame, it's not the best route to take. <laughs> that's the truth. It's not the best route to take when you blame somebody else because what you're doing is taking power away from you. Mm -hmm. And when you when you point fingers at something else, then you lose the power because power is always in the present moment. However, if that process works for you, hey, do it. As as coaches, we would actually advise you not to to partake in that not to blame not to take it up outside of yourself and make it about somebody else make it about you so that you're able to then deal with the feelings that you're going through the the, the with the process 
that you are going through in this particular moment so that um, then you are able to to be creative about um, you can come you know you can come we can expand because really when you blame there's certain emotions that when you entertain then you can't you can't expand and you, it breeds regret yeah you know, blame breeds regret then you regret so you can't expand and when you continue with life maybe two years later you're like oh, i wasted so much then you're gonna find yourself saying i wasted so much time blaming somebody else da, 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 da. so this is why then emotions like blame shouldn't come and it, um therein lies the trick here for me time once you mention the issue of time, that's why i keep talking about being in the present i'm literally talking about time because sometimes when you talk to people who are going through grief they then have regret about the time that they spent. Oh, I should have spent more time with my child. I kept on thinking there's still more time so I was doing other things. Mm -hmm. But if you were living in the moment that you would, have, you would have spent time with your child, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? We spent time with our little brother. We, we really did. We, in fact, my, towards the last days, we were literally with him all the mm -hmm. time. All their time, like literally. Mm -hmm. So there's no regret once this moment is kept pure. And mm -hmm. regret is a system of time. Because then once we worry about what I did, what I could have done, you know, you find someone who will tell you they have a regret about not going to have a moment when he's 18. Oh, my God, I won't see him getting, getting married. married. I won't say. Then you are having regret about a memory that you haven't even had. That's the worst kind of comparing because you're even comparing to ghost there's issues. Actual, That's not even, an, you know. There's actual word for that. Um, Anti-what? Anti when anticipate, anticipating grief. That's actually anticipating grief because now it moves you from this particular moment. It's, yeah, and then now you're thinking, because a lot of people were asking me, oh, then you're not going to see him in, in a school uniform. And I remember saying to someone, actually, no, not really. For some reason, I couldn't even picture him when he was alive in a school uniform. Um, I just never had... That not that that moment because I I was living literally I was living in the present moment with the guy, so all I needed was just the reminder. Which, you know, immediately when you blame yourself, you're gonna lose that moment. And there's moments where I I was literally sitting with him. Yeah. I had moments when we took him out of the water and all sorts of processes, and I was very present. I remember even. Um, grounding myself, walking back to make sure that I, I th there were certain things that I was doing to make sure that I'm really, really present. I remember a lot of conversations that I had with people in that particular moment because I was present. I did not deny myself um, of that moment. I, yeah. For some reason, I knew, we both knew that this like this is a life-changing moment and if you don't if you move away from it then anticipate or look be, look behind then you're missing this yeah. um this it's a it was a beautiful moment a tragic painful moment but, but beautiful very unique and but beautiful. Very, it was beautiful I know, you know everything was, in the moment is pure that's just the truth of it it was actually beautiful <clears throat> and um and i remember a lot of, a lot of people were asking like what do you mean? I think you're in denial. I'm like, no, I'm not in denial. I'm just, I'm just appreciating the moments that I had with the sky, especially the last three months, because the last three months of his life was like, the mind blowing. I know. Like, you remember what totally someone said to me? Yeah, you may seem like you're okay now, but it happened with me when my mother passed away. You will see two years down the line, you will just break down. And I remember thinking, then okay, but I'm doing tears from now, but for today, in this moment, can I please just choose being happy? Sure. You know, I tell regret, you're mentioning something so important about regretting isn't like school uniform. I find that to be the worst kind of punishing yourself and self-sabotage when you regret something that hasn't happened. Mm. It's even better when you regret, not better, but you know, it's still a devil in itself to regret something out of memory. I've seen him in these colors, and then it has a definition, then I can regret. But when you regret something, that's real self-punishment. Like, then it can be any uniform way, it can trigger it, because there's no definition even. Mm -hmm. But we like to regret the future, regret something that hasn't happened, and that hurts more, I believe. That, that just derails you even more. I understand, Muntuge, that we have to help 
get past a memory because you get stuck in a certain memory. Yes, and trauma is like that. You know, the moment of finding him is so traumatic that you do get stuck in that moment. Then you remember an existing moment. Mm -hmm. There are ways of also working out how to deal with the present moment and redefine it for yourself. Hey, but then any regrets in your future, I think that's just punishing yourself in the worst kind of way, you know? Um, and it's, it's amazing how it's, um, then that's how you get rid of depression actually, um, to be in the present moment. Because usually depression is, is it's, it's usually guilt, blame, um, anger. I'm just stuck as one bone, as mm. like creating one emotion, even though there's like a variety of emotions and you get stuck in your body. So you keep on playing the same tape over and over and over and over again, like going back to the same moment, coming back to it. And that's usually, that's what causes depression. Mm. So if you allow yourself to, to then be open to this particular moment, be open to the new, you know, this moment and appreciate yeah. it. You like your, um, good to come by electricity right now. Like, what is the fun thing that I can do? <laughs> you know, like candles and um, have a romantic situation, you know, make it, do something with it. So, and can I just add while you are there, Mosakuluma, get depression. I want to add the notion of the intensity of the energy. Mm. I remember someone asking me, okay, when you are teaching us, you are saying that. Um, if you behold a positive thing, whatever you behold, you create and it, it comes to be, you know, mm -hmm. sort of like a law of attraction equivalent. Sure. How come when I behold good things and making money, that takes longer, but when I behold bad things, it's the intensity of the image. Once we talk about, if you say within that depression, there is anger, there is, all these are very intense energies. Mm -hmm. And when they draw you, they draw you to a different moment. So mm -hmm. once you lose yourself to this moment and you follow your depression, the intensity is that strong. Mm -hmm. It's not just something that should be an energy that should be played around with, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very intense. A person can get so locked in it that even a, a positive voice that's trying to get them out of it becomes yeah. because you're not letting me, you know. Like light your you don't see it as, thing, you know? as something you need, like going outside. You don't see it as something like going to the sun. Exactly. You see it as gashis. You're not going to see it as vitamin D, the beauty, exactly. just charging your body. Exactly. Because, because the energy is intense. It's, mm. it's very heavy energy. You know, Once you start playing around with it, you are bound to lose yourself in it. How is this statement? This is something that I wrote about dad when I was much younger. Today, when you mentioned what you want us to talk about. I remember writing, um, my feelings don't have, I know it's a, I was young, so it's a kind it's of okay. a stupid statement. I won't judge you. My feelings don't have feelings. I don't owe my feelings anything. Mm -hmm. And if I should not follow my feelings, I will not break the feelings of my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't, I don't. It's, like, it's much fun. Okay, when but it, just it, playing around the you know what I mean? But it, it really allowed me no, to accept that I still have ownership of mm -hmm. the situation beyond what I'm feeling. So when I start to feel bad about something, I can analyze it, I can look at it. I don't run away from it. I, mm -hmm. I don't suggest that people run away from their feelings. Feel them, but feel them in this moment mm -hmm. and then not pervert not the next moment. Them. Don't take them with you. So that now that you've gotten it out, you wanted to cry, cry, burst out, let it out. Once it's out, Wash your face, get a move on, you know. Mm. It's your, you know, you talk about um, emotions and being in the present. E, those emotions we're talking about anger, depression, you know, if we if we realize how powerful those emotions are because they create quicker, yeah. Yeah. because they're very intense, I get. Yeah. So when they're intense like that, I, what I found use is that, what I've, the, the, what I found working for me is that take that energy and use it for physical work. I feel you. I feel so literally, when you feel like that, get out, go do something. It doesn't matter what it is. Just I feel you. get out to do something. Um, you. Whether you're gardening or you're a skipper or you just do some physical activity. It doesn't matter what it is. Just make your body move because what happens is then um, you wave the, the emotions and then they don't become dense in one particular spot. 
because they that emotion of anger and sitting it sits somewhere like, you know these I chakras they it sits i mean it's also interesting just breathing faster at the certain so take that emotion use it for i think honoring emotions like anger and depression because they're always going to come it's not like they're never going to come yeah. um they're always going to come now you just need to find a way of using them to your advantage um and immediately when because they're intense oh and you need that intensity when you go exercise you will use it yeah, I went on the exercise. I, I was talking to an entrepreneur and I remember realizing that this person is angry, like they stole an idea from them, a real potential to make real, mm-hmm. you know, money waste. And then we are easily angry as they talk about these people. And I decided, no, but use that energy. Yeah, man. What's You know what? We're going to start a kick-ass company, you know, and you, and you use that energy. Because that energy is the and energy. The thing about energy is that it doesn't just go away. It doesn't just disseminate. You have to use it so that it, it takes its locus, it takes its cause, and it plays itself out, you know. So use that anger as well. If you go vigorously against achieving your goal with that, yeah, man, I, they took what was mine. I'm going to build from scratch. That's fine. For me, that's... Mm-hmm. You'd rather use it that way than to let it punish you, than to let it weigh heavy on you, because it's very heavy energy. Mm. And another thing that I found um, powerful in the process of letting such energies go or process, like grief, like terrible moments go, is naming it. No, so if you name it, I'm feeling anger, right? Right now, this is anger. So when you name it, then then you know what you're dealing with. Um, so immediately when you feel like weird, um, try to find what that emotion is. Name it so that immediately when you're aware of it, then you're then able to take the next step. Would would then be create a different product or um, go exercise or go breathe or go meditate or whatever that people usually use to mm-hmm. take out that particular energy. But I think it's important for you to then name it. I like the principle of naming. You know, name it and so that you're able being aware of it because sometimes not being sure, because I think that's the reason why I call this grief. Um, not being sure of the feelings because it's all over, like there's confusion. Immediately when Ramaphosa is trying to make a statement, be like, he didn't even say anything. I needed him to tell me lockdown is over today, you know? And um, if you if there's confusion, there's, um, there's loss of safety, now all of a sudden there's social distancing, there's all sorts of... <laughs> All sorts of things. There's queuing. I'm a queues mad. There now you even hate going to the store. There's masks. There's there's so many things that are happening right now. Now, you were just a wife, a mother, and a CEO or whatever that you're doing, a, a manager somewhere, right? And being a daughter to somebody, being a, an aunt to someone. Now all of a sudden. Now you are a teacher on top of it. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're wearing other caps. That you, now you are the chef in the house, and you had found you had found help. For example, and uh, Now you are the cleaning services cap number one and the chef cap number. So now you've added a lot of things. This is why I'm saying there's a lot of change and shifts that have everything is just bundled up into one thing and a lot of people are not coping with that mm. they see it as loss they see it as loss, loss this is why income, i'm saying it's loss a of loss of, of this life. you know there's a young man that was sending me on my whatsapp this one night just recently and he asked a, an important question he says do you think that things will be restored he said something about restoring and I remember saying to him i, I don't believe in restoring it's okay and i chose to be as frank and as open with him and, you know, and I just said to him, no, but we can create a new reality here. We, we don't have to restore the old. I know the old was kick-ass, it was nice. Because but I, I had this contract and I was, you know, starting to do whatever, building up momentum. Like, yeah, that's cool. But you can also still, you know, so even with how we see loss, speaking of the concept of naming and renaming, it's important to see something as, okay, what is anger to me besides what is anger? 
Because sometimes the definitions we have are somebody else's definition. Mm, Oftentimes our parents' definition, that's if we are not even our own, you know. So sometimes, no man, I feel like it's because you were raised just to feel that way. But once you start reading it, you could actually realize that actually, I kind of prefer working from home. Once I get used to the thing, yeah, it seemed a bit difficult. Once I kind of like driving, but now that I'm used to it, actually, I kind of that whole driving from Joburg to Pretoria just to go in, into an office, yeah, you know what I mean? So once you rename, once you learn to rename for yourself and you know, start to put in different labels, labels that you are comfortable with that move you forward so that you enjoy the present moment, I think that's another way that you can deal with depression. So those are the tools that I was talking about that immediately when you, when you find what the challenge is, then you then rename it. Then you're able to call it something else. Um, and it's the beauty is that there's um, you evolve, you know, you evolve in in, in the process. Um, with a new experience, there's no other way but to evolve. And what I've learned this year has been one of my affirmations for for a while is that no, it's not difficult. It's new. It's not hard. It's not a hard experience. It's just a new experience. So you come in different tools, new tools. And what if that's the evolving part of it? You grow, you evolve, you expand. Mm. And with everything, expansion has two coins into it. You know, there's going to be the negative side of the expansion and then and the other side of expansion. And we we need to really love both experiences so that's why then you are then able to when you're going through grief and say this is actually a beautiful moment where was i going to experience this you know because we rem i remember us saying that we like where were we going to get this experience of like yeah. loving someone so much loving like i know giving your all and then all of a sudden you you then have to shift the way that you love this person it's where, we, where are we going to get that experience? Because then we deny, the, we deny the present moment its uniqueness. Sure. And every moment is unique, you know, but once you want it to be like the previous moment that you had, then you deny it its uniqueness, you know? Sure. You know, I don't know why today I keep reflecting so much on Mohele Mohele, but hey, that man is a different... Uh, he's a different level thinker, you know. You remember the teaching, Yake, not to follow your passion, but rather follow compassion. Sure. Such a potent lesson and such a beautiful lesson once you really understand it. Because according to what he teaches, he says, if you follow your passion, you'll always fall into suffering. You, you'll always, because it's a cycle. You will never really reach with this perfect life that you want to reach. Perfection you can't reach. So you'll always be unhappy because you'll always have to follow... But when you follow compassion, then that's getting in a cycle, but for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So once you're doing it for somebody else, then it's compassion. Then you can follow compassion. I find it to be such a beautiful lesson. And it keeps wow. ringing in my head. It keeps, ever since I heard him teach that thing, it's just stuck with me, you know? Because I deal with entrepreneurs, I deal with people that, you know, were taught for a very long time, follow your passion. I've said that to entrepreneurs, I've said follow your passion. But now when I, follow, when I listen to it, I realize then you will never be here because you'll always be chasing from behind. You know, that's how passion kind of works. You know, once you reach this stage, you want to, once you reach the, you want to, once you reach, you know, and you will never really find, you know, what we can call contentment. You'll never mm -hmm. be content. That's and I, I really like how he switches it and he says, rather follow your compassion. Because yeah. then you are in a cycle still, you are accepting that one, while I'm in this world, I'm going to be in a cycle. But let it be for somebody else. Let it be to enrich somebody else. And then it becomes right in line with what I've always believed in. Don't, don't compete, rather compliment. Rather choose to find friends that you can work with than to moan about people that you work with and, mm -hmm. and to have regrets, you know. Then you're really making the moment a little bit more pure. I think that also applies to depression a lot. Mm -hmm. Because we get depressed, I think it's also a system of I'm not in the passion that I want. Because another lesson that he teaches, he speaks of it as desire. He says, if you are chasing desire, you'll always have suffering. And I like that lesson. I like those little lessons because then I realized that's what depression really actually is. It's me forcing this moment. I'm not happy in this moment because it's not like that one. Because my passion is. Then you're not defining this as a moment of passion as well. Then rather follow compassion because then you'll be kinder to yourself and you'll see things a little bit different. 
I think I'm just missing this. <laughs> it's possible. It's great possible. spiritual it's, teacher. Great spiritual it's, teacher. It's, it's very possible. In Kumbuza, David Kessler, he's one of the people that focuses a lot on, on grief. So, he, he and I don't remember the other lady that they wrote five stages, of, five stages of death with. And then he went on to write the sixth stage, finding meaning. And in that he speaks about um, honoring. Um, um, he says, we can't let people die and not let, um, not let or create something honorable in the future about them. Mm. And I found it amazing because you know, you know, when somebody finds the words that you're feeling, and you're like, I was like, damn, David, that's exactly. <laughs> I was like, damn, David, that's exactly how I felt with Ulona. Because the truth is, if I did not go through the experience of loss, the certain things that I could not have found about myself regarding True. healing, True. Um, because. That experience led me to start healing that part. And then the next thing I knew, I started digging deeper and finding, actually, there's a lot of things that I need to work on. And it transformed. And it's it, like, literally, it's for in, in his honor. Everything that I'm, do, I'm doing right now, this conversation right now, it's in honor of him. Because if it wasn't for that particular moment, then... Then it allows you to then free yourself. It allows you to then move on. I like that. You know, you move like on because there's the after acceptance. There's, after acceptance, there's something missing then. <laughs> when you accept something, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. This happened. And then there's that shift of saying, what's the meaning of it? You know, you always try to find meanings. Like, oh, so this particular person was here for me to realize this, for me to realize that this. The, Literally, the career that I'm doing right now, it wouldn't have happened if I did not go through that. Right. And and that's what you're talking about, following the compassion part of it. Because I had passions. I was doing events and I was passionate about it. You know, I was doing certain things and I was passionate about it. However, immediately when you do it for something other than yourself, with compassion and you extend to the community, it then it, it then plays a different part okay. and that's where that's where the difference is and i yeah and you know what as far as tools go i think if then we are saying we move from acceptance even into finding meaning i can issue just a small warning there's this thing that is probably human nature um where we sell each other things and scaling you know if i'm going through grief then i want everyone else to feel what i'm going through then i I sell them that you know it's a warning in the sense of if you're going through depression try not to spread it also try not to buy into other people's and buy into other people's because once we are going through something we inevitably it's human nature find other people that are also going through it so that we can continue on a downward spiral and then just being a victim just leads to that in, in a very dangerous kind of a way. But once you're feel, once you're seeing it as no, this is just something. It's not who I am. It's just something that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it because there are reasons A, B, C, and D. So I can detach from it. It's not. It shouldn't define me. It shouldn't be my reality now. This is who I am. Because once you find other people that reinforce that opinion, it becomes you. Mm-hmm. And once grief becomes you, once depression becomes you be warned there because then you'll even be lost to yourself you know when you now start to even fight people are trying to take you to a better mind state and try to finding a solution is finding a solution and ultimately you do have to be honest with yourself am i really ready to heal do i want healing or do i still want to feel and go deeper with this you know because then once you start finding those people that reinforce your opinion there's a danger in that you're mm-hmm. digging the hole a little bit deeper you know and uh, being a victim is very addictive. Very. It's very addictive. Very. Oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Oh, nami. When I say, I got a cut, you know, when you come to a person, which, oh my God, I hurt myself. Look at this cut. Hey, last week, I hurt myself. It's the cut is bigger. <laughs> no, 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 no. You won't believe what my I pain did. Is bigger. My pain <laughs> is bigger. And that's what I've, that's what I've noticed with, with, with grief and with True. what we're experiencing is that no... True. 
no imagine imagine them because i remember when when my mom was in psychometric um, hospital after the musa's passing and she was sharing that there's another lady who lost their child the difference is that um because she was comparing pains i found my child in water she couldn't take out her child the house was burning so that's more traumatic compared to my trauma and um if i lost the son you lost the mother that pain is different mine is painful because i gave birth <laughs> to this child you know when you compare <laughs> you know when you compare know, pain and I there know. is no need for you to compare pain because every single every single loss is important and it's significant to everybody yeah, yeah it has its, it's place it has it's, it's an place. experience in itself we, yeah, i love it in the bible which whether or you broke in and shot someone it's a sin a sin is a sin is a sin it's there's no level of a sin I to be you know when you whether it's it's wrong it's okay. just Nothing. breaking the law Nothing. whether i stole a check or a bottle of beer or somebody shot oxala it's a crime because then because then we, we say no but it was a white lie no, this one was black. This one was red. No, you was lying. <laughs> That's what you was doing. No, I think the whole thing of it's we like we're competing in ways that are just out of hand. Mm. Um, so competing and vengeance is so ingrained in us that um, there's no need. There's no need, like no need whatsoever. And then we'd compare. That's just competing. Um, I think if we can just step back into things and allow people to process things their own way, process life their own way, yeah. do life their own way, we'd all be just cool, eh? we'd all be just okay. We can't all be, we can't all be Mandela <laughs> and that's okay. Like we can't, there was a Mandela and that's it. Like we can't duplicate that guy. There's not, we can try to sound like him, we can do all sorts of weird things. But there isn't any other guy that will be that. And if we can just be in that moment of accepting that you can't be somebody else and you can't experience something. I can't project on how you feel. I remember, I remember I was like, no, but love, when are you not crying? <laughs> Why aren't you crying? <laughs> we just lost a child. <laughs> Why aren't you devastated? <laughs> and I was just projecting my feelings onto you. And, um, you know, and everybody, you know, everybody projects their experience or what they believe or what they think um, we should be going through right now, all of us. No, we are all going through it. I remember in a funeral, I remember my parents were coming to uh, I'd like to say something. No, 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 don't let him talk. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, okay, this guy's, they probably think I'm just going to break or whatever. But I wanted to console them. I wanted to, I wanted to remind them that, no, when a person passes away, we all have our memories with that person. So, you know, it passes away for all of us. So I get your grief. I, I understand it and I'm compassionate about it. But, you know, you're going to be okay. I was going to console them. <laughs> Guys, you're going to be all right. They were not you're having be each okay. other. They were not. Remember when they were putting me, me, like, my mother had a problem with me not being on a madras or something. Yeah. <laughs> not saying, I'm, I'm like, ma, but I'm not that person. Like, I'm not going to... I'll see it. I know. No, there are other ways of doing a thing. There are other ways of dealing with grief. I like how you started out talking about, I'm just wrapping up a thing, yes, you know, yeah. we've had uh, a know, conversation. conversation. But I like how you started out speaking about what is happening with lockdowns and with COVID-19. And you are right when you say it really does then end up feeling like grief for most people. Grief for my way of life. I, I no longer, mm. I can't do the things that I was, I was doing, you know. Um, I get that. I, I really get why people would see it as loss. But I, again, my biggest thing is if you're going to deal with depression, choose the present moment. And if you're going to be in the present moment, don't pervert it with the past or the future. Mm. Try to be here because suddenly in that moment when I was very present, when we were dealing with it, I started to see a different side of the people around me. I mean, 
particularly, and I, I don't like singling out Aban because I, I don't even know what his, his poster or his things, but my older sister, no, not John, yeah. I just had this love for them because they yeah. just showed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, he's, he's, Kazen. He's, he's a man who has a case, and I phoned him, like, uh, this has happened. He pops up, he's always available. I, I don't know how he does it. Whenever I've needed him, he pops up, he's available. And he was there, and he, suddenly you see a different side of support, and what support really actually means on a very practical scale. Suddenly, I started to just see how loved we are, and how protected we are, how you know connected we are. I, but I could have lost it if I kept you know not being in that moment and, and trying to think of what could be in the future, what was in the past. But in that moment, I started to just look at the people around me, and I was like. Wow, my older sister is a rock star, actually. Like, and she knew things. She knew what to do. Actually. She knew what to do. <laughs> well, I could, I, well, I couldn't know. She just knew, okay, go contact you, and this is how you're going to do it. You know, like, suddenly, in that moment, I just felt like, I'm very well supported. Like, you know? And what, it, what, what, what we learned about compassion in that moment is exactly, that... it is compassion is that allowing people to grieve the way that they want to. Yeah. I remember, because yeah. all young man is quite loved. Yeah, he was um, quite a popular Yeah, dude. he was quite a popular dude. And everybody honored him their own way. And we allowed that. I remember when we did um, in Memorial Ekai, when we did in Memorial Engine, um, there's teachers like almost I had friends who were like 40 years old <laughs> who were talking about him like he's an, <laughs> he's an adult. I remember somebody yeah. talking about him and and some people who didn't even meet him but they wanted to talk about this young boy. And I remember just allowing people to just love him their own way. And they came expressed it. Mm. When we got there, people loved him. Like literally, I know. we got there and we like, I okay. know, I know. Um, I know. All right, what's happening here? And we literally did not lift a finger because yeah. we allow people to love Musa their own way. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to wrap sure. the conversation sure. on a compassionate note, yeah. you know, because real compassion really is allowing people to also feel what they are feeling without trying to superimpose and trying to think, but you must feel how I'm feeling. I really like the, the note of compassion. So, yes, if you want to deal with grief, if you want to deal with you know, whatever that you, you, are, you are calling depression, just be compassionate. Mm -hmm. Just remember to, to allow, to yourself first, you're yeah. so right. And then just allow other people to be themselves and, and you know, just meet them where they are. You, you don't have to judge and, and blame and, and grudge and, you know, mm -hmm. there's really no need. I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. It's, it's interesting to me. Ah, it was, it was lovely. After that, look at grief. So I was like, grief is like, no, honestly, it's a look that says I've never really had to <laughs> feel it like that. <laughs> and I found it, and I, I really, um, it teach the, the beauty of it is that I knew that it's gonna teach us to then honor moments, yeah. not reject Absolutely. moments, um, yeah, not yeah. really, and really being compassionate with ourselves first, and then with the next person because we don't know what they're experiencing. Somebody could have been evicted and then when now you are busy posting and saying something negative about this, somebody's probably, you know, and you never know. So it's always mm. good to have a con conversation with someone with compassion, like oh really God. moving out of yourself um, and just love, uh, spreading love more than anything. Thank you so much for watching, um, for joining us. Um, this is also going to be on on a, on the podcast so we, we you're not only watching you're going to be listening as well uh, yeah it's it also goes on the podcast oh, so we'll be making moves yeah so thank you for listening in thank you for taking your time and um and listening to these conversations um please comment um like subscribe um yo as we tend to forget these marketing these marketing parts <laughs> of the thing um TV subscribe, like, share. Um, yes, so we like I said, we do this weekly. 
and the past two weeks were special because we were moving and other things happened there were people got sick and yeah so i guess so we're back so we're back <laughs> so, <laughs> um, enjoy enjoy this moment of being with family of really in close vicinity this might not ever ever happen again so um really embrace it and and, and really hold tight to it see a bonga my label is an example shop shop <laughs>